welcome everyone to another episode of The Runner On Air. My name is Chris Burdick. I am the host once again for this episode. And today you'll be meeting some of the rest of the podcast team as Blake McKee will take you down his segment of undeclared majors in CSUB and what you can do to kind of jog your ideas of what you should major in. And Presley Jameson will walk us through how some professors and lower level teachers are dealing with long distance learning. And without further ado, Blake, go ahead and take it away. Hello, welcome to the Runner Podcast. My name is Blake McKee, and today's segment is going to be focused on undeclared majors. I'm sure there's many of you out there who feel this notion that now that they're in college at CSUB, at the university level, that they should already have their career path figured out, so they're feeling a little discouraged. I'm here to tell you that you have nothing to worry about because this is an extremely common phenomenon that's been happening for years. For example, according to an article published by the University of Missouri-Columbia titled Undecided and Undeclared, Working with Deciding Students by Robert M. McDaniels et al., they claim nationally it is estimated that 77% of all freshmen and sophomores are in the process of deciding on an academic major. So in reality, you're not alone, and the wonderful thing is at CSUB, we have a bunch of resources available for students to help them reach their career goals and to finally achieve success. One such resource is the Academic Advising and Resource Center, also the AARC, or as I like to call it, the AARC. I reached out to the AARC's undeclared advisor, Fatima Ramos, and she had this to say via email. The Academic Advising and Resource Center is focused on student success by offering a variety of resources to our first-year students, specifically our undeclared students. Our Advising Center provides students with an undeclared advisor who assists them in understanding the general education requirements as it relates to graduation. In addition, students work closely with the undeclared advisor on registration for the upcoming term. Undeclared students are also given resources and tools towards career and major exploration in order for them to achieve their individual potential. The undeclared advisor assists students in navigating various websites such as Canvas, Blackboard, and CSUB website, My CSUB, and Handshake, end quote. She also had this to say in regards to the CDC guidelines. Due to COVID-19, all advising sessions are done through Zoom or by telephone. The AARC strongly believes in supporting students with the necessary tools and resources for their academic success, end quote. Now, another resource that's available on the CSUB website under the AARC page is a link to the Holland's personality test. Now, this is a test that's going to ask you a series of questions that concern your personality and your traits. So, for instance, it could ask you, would you ever want to write a play or would you ever want to write a book? So if you wrote no, then that would be like a point away from doing a humanities major. But if you were like, oh, I'm interested in discovering new things or contributing to um, human understanding, maybe that could be a point towards like a STEM career. Now, if you're interested in taking this Holland's personality test, you want to go to the AARC homepage on csub.edu. Scroll down to the bottom where it says undeclared major. And once the tab is clicked, there's a link to the free personality test. I took the test for myself to see what results I would get. It starts off with about 48 questions that are very 
career centered or like occupation centered. And then upon completion, it asks you if you would like to continue answering questions, which then go towards more of your personality of like, would you ever buy candles? At the end, they ask if they have permission to collect your data to do um, research. Um, it's totally optional. If you say yes or no, it's still free regardless. Then afterwards, I got my results. And so I had the three classifications of social, artistic, and conventional in that order. The career choices that best fit those three descriptions were child care worker, uh, career technical education teachers, middle school, elementary school teachers, special education teachers, training and development specialists, you know, so basically it's teaching, which is funny because I'm on an education path right now. So I guess that take it with a grain of salt, but I think there's some truth in the test. Now, obviously, you're not bound to the results of the test. Just because it says, man, you should be like a tile worker or a contractor does not mean you have to drop out of CSUB and pursue like a trade school. That's not the case at all. It's merely trying to help you figure out what you might want to do. And once you figure that out, it'll help you narrow down what major you might want to take. So now at this time, I'd like to transition to a brief interview with CSUB student Maria Espinoza. This is what she had to say in concerns of being an undeclared major when she first enrolled at CSUB. What's your name? Maria Espinoza. Maria Espinoza. It's a pleasure. My name's Blake McKee. I work at The Runner Paper. I want to ask, when you first enrolled as a freshman at CSUB, had you declared your major yet? No, I was undeclared. You were undeclared. Mm -hmm. All right. And are you now declared? Yes, I'm currently in the um, CAPS major. Could you tell us a little bit more about the CAPS major? Yeah, definitely. So it stands for Child, Adolescence, and Family Studies. And we basically learn about development of children. And it's a great major if you want to go into educational career or counseling or anything like that. Awesome. May I ask you how you came across this major? Like what might have inspired you? Well, when I was getting around that time where I was like, okay, it's late and I need to declare something. I looked on the website to see the list of majors and that kind of caught my attention and I looked more into it. Yeah. And I don't know, I felt like it was something that I would enjoy doing. So I just picked it and now I'm happy to picked it. Awesome. So the, by the website, you mean the csgb.edu website? Yes. Awesome. There's a lot of good resources on that website. Yeah. May I ask, do you feel like any of the lower division general ed classes you took might have inspired you or guided you towards picking a CAVS major? Not necessarily, just because I wasn't really thinking of joining CAVS, I really didn't know that was a major. I kind of wanted to do criminal justice, mm -hmm. so my general education track was mostly centered around classes that I would be able to count for as a criminal justice major Okay. in case I declared that. So when I finally declared CAFs, it was all neat to me. Awesome. So would you say that, in a sense, your gen ed experience was trial and error? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so because you got, you were like, hey, like, I'm not sure what I want to do, but this might be a cool career path. You gave it a shot. You gave it an honest mm -hmm. effort. And you're like, you know what? I'm not in love with this. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And the counselors are really good because they saw that I wanted to do criminal justice. So they kind of like centered my general on track around that. Like, okay, if you do declare, this will help you. So that way you're not wasting time. Awesome. So that was great. Good stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. I also feel we have a really good faculty here at CSUB who's really 
looking out for the student and you know they're encouraging you like hey like this is what you might be interested in or if you're not interested in it like maybe not spend too much time in it you know because you don't want to get too deep on something and not be in love with it yeah exactly. awesome so maria touched on a very important point that i also wanted to bring up that your gen ed classes can be extremely helpful to you as an undeclared major Now, if you come to CSUB and you know for a fact that you want to major into psychology or geology, your gen ed will serve as a means to just make you a well-rounded citizen in all fields. But if you're undeclared, that's the perfect opportunity to get your feet wet in several career fields and just to figure out if that's what you want to do. For instance, Maria was saying how she thought she might have wanted to do criminal justice So she took several criminal justice classes, and in the process, she realized she wasn't in love with it. And that's okay. That happens. Furthermore, Maria decided to go to the csub.edu website to see if she could find a major that might interest her, just to see what's even offered. So she went to the homepage, clicked on academics, a window went down, and the first thing there says A through Z list of majors and degree programs. So she began scrolling through it. And right off the bat, she saw Child, Adolescent, and Family Studies, which can be abbreviated to CAFs. And she ended up saying, hey, that might be something I'm interested in. And she gave it a shot, and she's stuck with it ever since. And I have no doubt in my mind that Miss Espinoza will go on to do great things. I hope this was useful information for you guys. And just remember, you can always log on to the CSUB website if you're ever in need of more information or some help. All right. Well, thank you, Blake. That's great stuff. And like you said, if anybody has any questions about what major to follow, feel free to reach out to the AARC at CSUB, and they'll be more than happy to help any student find what major is best suited for them. Now let's move on to Presley Jameson, who's going to give us a little bit of insight on how professors and teachers have been dealing with COVID and long distance learning. Hello and welcome. My name is Presley Jameson, and today I'm going to be discussing with you guys how college professors are learning to adapt to a college environment that is entirely online. For this segment, I interviewed two professors who are currently teaching at CSU Bakersfield. My first interviewee was Angel Cottrell, who is a business professor at CSU Bakersfield. This is her fifth year teaching at CSUB, but her 15th year teaching entrepreneurship and leadership at the collegiate level. My second interviewee was Jim Scully, who is a professor and the director of the CSUB Jazz Ensembles. This is his 18th year at CSUB, but his 22nd year teaching at the collegiate level. I asked both professors the same questions and was super pleased with the responses that I received. My first question was, what were your first reactions when you found out that CSUB was going fully online? Professor Scully replied, honestly, at first I was surprised they made the call so early. This was before the spike in cases during the summer. However, In retrospect, it was a smart call. Safety is paramount, and if we're going to slow the spread in our community, having 10,000 students, faculty, and staff lingle around for more than 10 hours a day doesn't seem like a good way to do it. Ms. Contra, on the other hand, was actually relieved. She was glad that the CSU system made that decision as early as they did. Nobody wanted to hear that the pandemic would actually last that long, but she was glad that it gave students and faculty an opportunity to get a handle on this giving them time to prepare instead of it being more of a last-minute decision. Both professors taught more face-to-face classes than they did online classes. 
This actually forced professors to get acquainted with softwares like Canvas and Blackboard, even if they didn't use those before. To prepare for the new semester, Mr. Scully actually spent weeks prepping, building his courses, which he's still doing, and creating handouts that, without the pandemic, he might not have done so. He also makes short little videos for his students to direct them for extra help. Ms. Cottrell knew that by using Canvas and Blackboard that there was going to be a little bit of extra work, but she said, and I quote, that's just how it is. She spent a lot of time reflecting on how she would want to have as close to an in-class experience as possible. Five out of the six classes that she's teaching at Bakersfield are live Zoom classes. She wanted to come up with different activities or strategies that would work to get students to interact. For right now, those strategies are actually working. She's hoping to achieve that face-to-face -face class experience by requiring all of her students to have the camera on during class. She wants us to be as close to a face-to-face -face class session as possible. For the most part, people aren't usually fond of change. So when asked if they were dreading anything about the semester, Mr. Scully said that it was going to be difficult to learn how to Zoom simultaneously with his three high school sons. It can be a little dicey at times, but for the most part, it's okay. He was also sad that he wouldn't be able to make music in person with his jazz students. Ensembles can be hard to do virtually, so they had to learn to make some changes how to deliver those courses. For Ms. Cottrell, it was different. She wasn't really dreading anything except the fact that she wouldn't have a physical whiteboard. And if you've ever taken any of Ms. Cottrell's classes before, you know how much she loves her whiteboards. She was telling me how she invested in something called Zoom Home. This is a special kind of technology that gives her an extra screen and a whiteboard on her Zoom classes. Ms. Cottrell loves learning new ways of teaching. She also loves that by learning this, she may be able to help a faculty member who may be missing their whiteboards too. Our professors are really good at looking at the bright side, even in the midst of a pandemic. When asked if there was anything that they were looking forward to this virtual semester, Mr. Scully responded that he was very excited to be producing an album of all new music composed by his students. They meet via Zoom every week, share their ideas, fine-tune them, discuss them as a group, and then they start the recording process. Most of the students have pretty decent home studio equipment, so they're able to get some pretty good-sounding recordings at home. Mr. Scully has even reached out to some local audio engineers about helping them mix and master the recording before they release it in December or January, so be on the lookout for the new CSUB Jazz record in early 2021. In no way was this sponsored by the Jazz Ensemble at CSUB. Miss C was so excited about having the perfect parking spot every day for class. It just so happened that it was in her garage. Realistically, what she looked forward to this semester is what she always looks forward to. Her students. Teaching, being involved, being a part of the learning experience is what she loves most. My last question was my favorite part of the entire interview. I know we've only been in school for four weeks, but is there anything that has surprised you about your students in a positive way? Mr. Scully replied that he just absolutely loves seeing his students' faces in Zoom. By the end of spring, he was teaching one-on-one -on -one through Zoom. He missed interacting with his entire class. So by fall 2020, when he was teaching full Zoom classes, it was nice because it makes it feel, even just a little bit, like they're back working together, which is the best part of his job. Ms. Cottrell is actually really proud of her students. She's proud of their resilience, their openness, and their willingness to move forward within their college education. Because right now it is a little scary. Truth be told, we don't know what the future looks like within the pandemic. But she admires our willingness to step into the unknown territory and stay attached to our dream. 
and work for that in a way that we didn't even know we could. Not knowing what the future looks like can bring doubt. So I know some of us students have even thought if college is even worth it anymore. So that's why Ms. Cottrell is so committed to showing up 110% every single day because she knows that it's worth it. It's a little different, but it's worth it. This is my favorite question because I love the answers I got from the professors. With these two answers, you can really see how much pride they take in their jobs, how much they love their jobs, how much they love us as students. Because honestly, Mr. Scully does not have to make videos for his students. He does not need to take the time out of his day to show them how to navigate Canvas. He does that because he cares. And Ms. Cottrell does not have to go out to buy a virtual whiteboard. She does that because she knows it helps her students retain the information that she's giving them if they can see what she's saying. She does that because she cares. Professors everywhere do stuff like this simply because they care. They care about our college experience. They care about our college education. They care about us. So really, I just want to thank you both so much for letting me interview you guys for this. It was so awesome to read your guys' comments and see the things that you guys do for your students every day. Thank you guys so much for going that extra mile and providing all kinds of resources for your students to be successful. It does not go unnoticed and is so appreciated. So maybe the next time you get a little frustrated with your professor, just remember that this is new territory for them too. They're also trying to figure out how to navigate a college campus online. And thank you educators everywhere. Thank you so much for the work you guys put in for your students every single day. And thank you so much for listening. I had the best time interviewing these professors and seeing the lengths they'll go to make sure that their students succeed. I just know there's so many educators out there who are doing the same thing right now. So the next time you see a professor that's going that extra mile for their student, make sure that they know that their work is appreciated. The least we can do is say thank you. Alrighty guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys have an amazing day and remember to thank an educator. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Runner On Air. If you'd like to find any of the rest of our podcasts, feel free to check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Music. Feel free to like and share our podcast on social media and go ahead and check out any of the other great articles that we have on therunneronline.com. But that's all we got for you this week. We'll catch you next week.